You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Buddy, welcome back to episode 82 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. As usual, I'm ho- I am joined by my co-host, Ross. Ross, how are you today? Dude, we are officially one day away at the time of the release of this podcast from the drop of the puck on the 2021 NHL season. We are going to be talking about some fantasy hockey today. The division alignment with a little bit of a season preview. The news that the NHL is going to be playing a couple of games on Lake Tahoe. And I think we got a couple other things to talk about as well. So I'm pumped up and ready to go. Yeah, we got a a big, big list of things to talk about today. I think most importantly, the day of recording, so we always record on Mondays, it is probably the NHL's most favorite referee, uh, is his birthday. So happy birthday to Mr. Number Four, Wes McCauley. Oh, it's Wes's birthday today? It is. It is no the shit. legendary Wes McCauley's birthday. Hap- happy birthday, Wes. And since it is his birthday, the NHL did give him a gift. Yes, they did. Um, he is now permanently a part of the game. They officially added his five minutes each for fighting signal into the rule book. Yeah, I mean, super, super, like, minute stuff, um, but it is pretty cool to think, like, one day when Wes is old and, like, he's a supervisor in the league, you know, some young kid's going to be up and coming, and and he's going to be like, yeah, that signal's because of me, and, and I mean, that that's pretty cool in my opinion. Yeah, for um, sure. But, yeah, happy birthday to Wes, and then, yeah, obviously with the rule changes – I guess it's not necessarily a rule change. It's more of just a signal change. They finally made an official signal, which is always really cool. Yep. Um, that, I mean, as far as rule changes go, that's all we have. Obviously, we already touched on the offside yep. rule the changing. Offside, and then the one minute one, um, I think it was last year or two years ago, they made it to where if you dump the puck in from beyond the red line and the defensive team goalie covers the puck, it was no change. Now they added in that you cannot take a timeout as well as that no change. And that's something that happens maybe a couple of times a year. And honestly, it's only really there to encourage the goalies to play the puck. And let's be honest, almost all of them do anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Minute rule change, not a big deal there. Yeah, we'll see it probably twice this season, and that'll be it. Um, but that's all we got for rule changes. Obviously, uh, big news coming out today. The NHL is going to do two outdoor games taking place in February on Lake Tahoe on the 18th fairway at Lake Tahoe, I should say. Uh, on February 20th, Vegas is going to take on the Colorado Avalanche. And then the next day, Philly and the Bruins are going to battle it out at Lake Tahoe. Ross, I know you're excited about this. You've been wanting this for a while now. I am excited about it, but, like, I'm a little heartbroken they're not skating on the lake. I think logistically it doesn't make sense. I know. I posted on their uh, Instagram story. I was like, wait, the rendering shows them on land. Yep. You had me at Lake Taco. Lake Taco. Lake Tahoe. And hockey, I'm like, oh, they're going to skate on – wait, they're not skating on the lake. That's disappointing. 
Yeah, but so. it's gonna be fun. The one weird thing is, is unfortunately there will be nobody there to see it other than the camera guys. The camera guys, the referees, and the players. To me, that's I think that's what's gonna make it so cool. I mean, yeah, they're not playing on the lake; they're on the 18th fairway. But I mean, I think logistically trying to get fans there would be an absolute nightmare. Um, but I think it's still gonna be an absolute blast. It's gonna look amazing. Like I, I'm is. excited for it. I I really hope they don't pump in fake crowd noise for the broadcast. I just want it to be just the sounds of hockey and them skating outside. You know, I I hope they uh, they do what they do for the golf on CBS and and pump in some bird chirping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that way it's really outdoors, even though it's middle yes. of winter. But That'd be fantastic. I agree that no fan noise. I think it should just be the sounds of hockey and, and Lake Tahoe, I think is one of the best places to do that in. That's kind of the big news for today. Obviously, training camps are in full swing at this point. We've had a bunch of teams doing scrimmages, a um, bunch of guys getting sent down. Nobody super, super noticeable getting sent down. Uh that I've seen come across. We know Mike Hoffman got signed a one-year, $4 million yep. deal, which means the Blues are, I saw it say they were like five and a bit million over salary cap. So they're going to submit that roster, 21-man roster, put uh, two guys on long-term IR, and that will all be settled. The only two major issues we've seen with training camp so far are so we've Vancouver had Canucks yep. and Dallas Stars both had to shut down the Canucks. So, yeah, with the Canucks, it was false positive COVID tests. Um, the players were retested, and so they are good. And then, um, and then Dallas, yeah. since you're in Dallas, you would know more than I don't. Aren't they delaying? Aren't yeah, they rescheduling so, their first two games just to make sure? Correct. Dallas had, I believe it was six players and two staff members test positive, or it was six total. Um, and so they were originally supposed to start January 14th. They got bumped back now to January 19th is their first game. So they kind of get a, a, not a week, but they get a week to have everybody quarantine, do what they need to do, test negative, and come back. Gotcha. So – Not a huge disadvantage, I think, if you're Dallas. Not a huge advantage if you're another team playing Dallas. It's just – it's going to be one of those things where I think this year that this is what's going to happen if you're not in a bubble. Um, Yeah. I I mean, we've seen it with the NFL. We've seen it with NBA so far. Games have gotten postponed because of it. I, I have no issues, obviously, with not being in a bubble. I think it's better to not be in the bubble, but those two camps have already shut down. Thankfully, Vancouver's was just a scare. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I don't really have any major training camp news. The only um, major story that I've seen come out was in the Devils' inner squad game. We had Miles Wood and P.K. Subban get into a fight, which, okay, you can say it's preseason. Fights are bound to happen, but it generally doesn't happen between two guys that – are established NHLers that are playing on the roster. Um, that's really the only big news I've seen come out of camps. Yeah, the only big news that uh, came out of uh, Lightning Camp last night was they did their inner squad game, and um, friend of the podcast, Jamie Koharski, was wearing his Germany Panda referee sweater. And then, why not? Uh, yeah, exactly. And he got some mentions on Twitter for it. <laughs> 
So that that's uh, the uh, the big news of the Lightning camp. Yeah. Uh, before we go any further, this also, I guess, is another big news coming out of the training camp. Also, out of the Devils is Corey Crawford announced his retirement. Yeah. After... So that was kind of weird. Yeah. So he signed he a say... two-year deal. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So he signed a two-year deal in uh, New Jersey to play for the Devils. Went in, into camp, and I don't know if he just didn't feel it or what, but he decided about halfway through camp was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to hang it up. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, though. Yeah, it was weird because, like, I saw on one of the uh, the pages I follow, Complete Hockey News on Instagram and, and Facebook, they said at first that he had told the team, hey, he's going to take a little leave of absence. And then like a day later, he was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. So hey, you I, know what? The guy played 15, 16 years in the league, which I didn't realize he'd been around that long. So I, mean, I have. I, I know he won the cup with Chicago. Twice. Yeah. He's twice. a two-time cup winner, played 488 regular season games. I had him for 13 seasons. That might have just been with Chicago. Um, but still nonetheless, he had a great career battled the last two years through concussion stuff. So that might kind of be the case of like, he went into devil's camp, hoping to feel better, just hasn't, and you know, said, Hey, like I'm done. Hey, good on you, bud. You got nothing to prove. Nope. You got two Stanley cups. You helped Chicago win two of two of the three that they've won. Yeah. You know what? Good on you, bud. Enjoy retirement. No more concussions, no more BS. Go be a coach somewhere or enjoy life with the family and the kids. Yeah. And um, the Arizona Coyotes finally, finally brought back Shane Doan to work front office. Uh, That was announced, I believe it was either today or late last night, that he is brought in as a director of hockey ops, um, some front office guy. But Shane Doan back in Arizona, back with the Coyotes where – I mean, I think without him, hockey's not surviving there. So there's that little bit of news coming out as uh, from Arizona as well. But I think that's all we have for the news, unless you have anything else to surprise me with. Um, Other than the USPHL Hub City getting off to a really good start. How is Uh, that? How's that it's, going? It's it's been great. Good hockey games. I've worked three already. I have eight this week. I think I'm gonna oh. die. Oh, oh, oh. I I'm legitimately like going to die. Um, let me let me pull up my calendar here. Okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight junior games this week. Eight in seven days. Uh, no, eight between Tuesday and Sunday. Oh, even better. Yeah. It's the old eight and six. I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm be hurting. At, at, at least it's going, you know, off without a hitch. Dallas had a little yeah. bit of a – it wasn't a hub by any means, but the NA3 brought in – I think it was two or three teams to come down into Dallas and play. And okay. so all this week we had, we had games. I mean, I skated three and three uh, nice. this weekend. And – it, it, I mean, it was fun hockey. It's always fun hockey, so yep. it's I'm nice to ha- see the kids playing. I'm just happy I'm lining. Oh, yeah, bit. that's I – <laughs> I, 
No desire to. Tomorrow, though, I do get to work my first NCDC game. Is that that, college? That's that. No, that's their top, uh, their top league in the USPHL. There, it's their tier two tuition free league. It's like, like there's obviously the USHL and the NA, Mm -hmm. and then I the USPHL NCDC is like close to the na so a few teams could compete type of thing yeah i that's that's what everybody tells me is that there are teams that could compete in the na and like it's just kind of like they're on the bubble like they are there and like it's they're close they're very close and they'd probably be competitive and then uh from there like the premiere and the uh na3 are probably around the same i haven't seen the na3 in a long time though so i can't really um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm working with, um, a couple of local guys and then, uh, Jay Durfee from, uh, the Northeast who I haven't seen him in like 10 years. So, uh, that'll, it'll be fun to, uh, to work tomorrow. And that's always the best skating with guys that you haven't seen in 10 years. And, and yeah, forever. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about fantasy hockey, so yes, let's let's, let's let's dig into some fantasy. I so I usually end up losing interest in fantasy. <laughs> um, like I'll play for like a couple weeks, and then I'm like, eh, I don't, I forget then, about then it. You forget, yep. But whatever. I know a lot of people that listen, and a lot of people out there love their fantasy hockey. So we're just going to do kind of a quick rundown of like the top 10 players in each position. And um, I'll go ahead and, and get started here. So we'll go ahead and start with the centers. Um, so this is all from, I think from any, just as just from the NHL, this isn't uh, TSN or uh, ESPN or whatever. So at centers, we have Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, Crosby, Eichel, uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, Sebastian Ajo, uh, Mika Zabinijad, and Braden Point as your centers. So if you're, if you're picking top five, you can't go wrong with a McKinnon, a McDavid, or Leon Dreisaitl. You just you can't. Um, right wingers, Mika Ratnan, Patrick Kane, uh, David Pasternak, uh, Mitch Marner, Patrick Laine, Steven Stamkos, who the one benefit with Stamkos is I think they have him listed as like a center or a winger. So with him, you can, um, if you take him, you get that double slot where you can put him at wing or at center. Mark Stone, Blake Wheeler, uh also, Blake Wheeler is also one of those guys that they have listed as center slash wing. Uh, Tivo Teravainen and Tom Wilson. Uh, Teravainen's listed as a left or a right winger. So you get that advantage there being able to put him on either side. Uh, so our left wingers, we got Panarin, Ovechkin, uh, Brad Marchand, uh, Andrei Sneveshnikov, uh, Matt Kachuk, Gabriel Landeskog, Jake Getzel. Um, JT Miller, uh, Jonathan Huberto, and Kyle Connor. Uh, so Landeskog, Kachuk, and Shvechnikov are guys that you can uh, put 
on either the wing or at center. So it says here, defenseman Carlson, uh, John Carlson, uh, Cal McCarr, Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes, is it Hughes or Hughes? Hughes. It is Hughes. Okay, because you never know with that last name because some people use the G, some don't. Um, then Victor Hedman from the Lightning, duh. Uh, Dougie Hamilton from Calgary, Roman Yossi, Alex Pietrangelo, Morgan Riley, Tori Krug, and Brent Burns. And then to wrap it up with the goaltenders, uh, Andre Vasilevsky was ranked number one, which is no surprise because he has truly established himself as the best goaltender in the NHL. And we're lucky to have him here in Tampa. Then we got Robin Leonard, Tuka Rask, Katahat, Connor Hellebuck. That was a uh, spit and chicklets reference for anybody who catches that. Katahat. Um, Connor Hellebuck. Um, Igor Shturshkin. Shturshkin. That's from, a tough one, dude. I don't like. Change New your York. name, please. Please change your name or give us a good phonetical. <laughs> um, Freddie Anderson, Kari Price, Ilya Samsonov, and Philip Grubauer. So those are our top tens at each position. Um, don't ask me for fantasy advice. Um, I am not the guy you want to ask. I, I would... I would say if anyone out there does need fantasy hockey advice, listen to the point yeah. um, with Boomer on NHL Network Radio, and uh, you're probably gonna, or the fantasy show, whatever they call it these days, that's going to be your best bet for getting fantasy advice. But I figured we do a quick rundown. If um, you know these top sixty players, I mean, obviously they'll all get picked. And if you're in a small league, I mean, 60 guys, you should have, uh, you know, decent amount of those guys on your on your teams. So that's what I have for fantasy. All I want to know is how is Robin Leonard second in goaltending? I don't know. To me, there's so like I, I, Robin I, Leonard is well, a great okay. goaltender. So I, I don't think, think he's, he's second. I think he is second because of the team in front of him. Because you're gonna get wins out of Vegas this year, but this you're is gonna where get, you're gonna like. Go ahead. Well, you're just. I think it's more of the wins thing and maybe the save percentage, because they don't get scored on a lot as a team, so you get those categories. So this is also though for fantasy players, owners, whatever you guys want to call yourselves. <laughs> um, it depends on the league that you're playing in because I know I've played in leagues where it is about just win save percentage and like, that's it. And then I've had leagues where shots on goals counted. Yeah. And so, you know, even if, even if one shot on goal is, is a quarter of a point, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at like a Carter Hart or Igor in you know, New York who are going to get peppered a with shots. Of shots. <laughs> like it's one of those things where I know a few years ago, I, I picked up a goaltender on, on a team that was bad. Like it was just a bad team. Like everybody's like, why are you picking him? And it's like, well, he has 45 shots against tonight. He saved 40 of them. I don't care if I don't get the three extra points for the win. I yeah. care about the 20 points I get because he's made all the saves. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to look at with fantasy. Um, 
And then I'm not the biggest fantasy hockey guy, kind of like you, I, I lose interest about halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, there is a, a big name missing from the right winger list because he's stuck on IR for the entire season. In Mr. Tarasov. Oh, yep. Well, and Tarasenko. And Tarasenko, well. yeah. I don't know if so, he plays left or right, but. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting year as far as points go. Um, I did see a meme the other day that said Wayne Gretzky started COVID to prevent uh, Ovechkin from breaking his goals record. Um, So I I got a good laugh out of that one just because like we're playing 56 games. What's the odds that you think Ovi can go 50 and 56? (laughs) If there's anyone that can do it, it's him. Yeah, I mean, playing yeah, against yeah. and think about it, playing against the division he's playing against. I mean, the goaltending in that division isn't necessarily the best. I mean, no, because you look at it and he's got he's got to play Boston, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Philly, Rangers, Buffalo, New Jersey, and and the only like really good goaltender in that division is Boston is, and Tukarask. Carey Price and Tukarask. Yeah, and and Carey's not in there, so now all he has to deal with is oh, that's right, duh. Boston. Yeah, because I'm thinking the Atlantic Division. Sorry, you might be able to put Pittsburgh up there uh, with Tristan Jari. I mean, he's a good goaltender, but he's no Carey Price by any means. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, well, yeah, Tuka's the only goaltender that's worth a damn that he's got to play against. Yeah, not to throw the other goalies under the bus. No, they're all oh, good. No, like. Car- well, Carter Hart's in that division too, right? Yes, he's in Philly. Yeah. But like it's one of those things where he's a young goaltender and yeah. it's Alexander Ovechkin, I, the guy can score. I could see Ovi going 50 and 56. I could he could do it. I think it would be cool if he did. Could you imagine if he did 50 and 38? That would be to bananas. beat Gretzky's 50 and 39. That would be bananas. If it's gonna happen, this would be the year to do it. Yep. The only thing I think that's limiting is gonna be the schedule. And how how he handles the travel, but yeah. even in in that division, but the travel's not bad. There's next to no travel. They're going to yep. be freaking on trains everywhere. Yep. They don't you even. Can, you can they don't have everywhere. to fly. They don't have to fly if the train schedule works out for them. And then it's two games back to back, you know, with a day off in between. I mean, so he's going to see the same goalie two games in a row, most of the time, which could help. Which could help. So I mean, fuck. Ovi could do it. it. It'd be unreal to watch. If Ovi could hit 50 and 38, you heard it here first. <laughs> hey, I'll jump on the board that he doesn't in, in a 56. I'll do 50 and 56. Yeah, 50 and 56, I think, is, is very possible. Yeah. Really quickly, though, I want to mention. Oh, does any player go over 100 points this year? No. In 56 games. You don't think so? No. I think there will be guys. I think get... if anyone oh. does it, I think if anyone does it, it'll be either Ovechkin or Dreisaitl. Yeah, I mean, because because that's a, that's in theory you're going to average just under two points a game. If you think about it too, McDavid and Drysaddle are only going to be playing the Canadian teams, mm-hmm. so like it could be it could be a race to fifty goals between one of those two and Ovechkin. Like it, it's there's going to be some interesting storylines coming out of this season when it comes to points. Yeah, the, the only thing with the 100 points is, I mean, that's teetering on almost two points, two points a, game. a game, which, yeah. I mean, even even the, the Connor McDavid's of the NHL, I mean, if they average, like, 
a point and a quarter, a point yeah, and a half a season. Like that's that's great. So yeah. I think a hundred's lofty, but I mean, I just I just seventies and eighties think that it's going to be one of those things where with it being only a 56 game season, I think we're going for the sprint and not necessarily yep. worried about the marathon. Yeah. 1000% to, to um, use that cliche. A few names I do want to mention though, for fantasy, especially if you're in a league with, you know, whatever, 10, 20 teams where you kind of got to go a little bit deeper into the draft. Uh, look at Joe Thornton. Yeah. Because if you've, paid attention to Toronto's camp at all. He's playing with Marner and Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Joe Thornton is the best puck passer. I think still ever playing in the NHL. Yeah. And, and I think I wouldn't say ever. I don't know. There's a guy that has more assists than anyone else has points. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I think he's one of the best then. Definitely the okay, best thank of you. my generation. Okay, fair enough. Um, and and I'll give I mean, you that. look, Joe Thornton, if he can sit on a line with Marner and Matthews all season, you know what? He might get 80 points and 50 of the, or, you know, 60 of them will be assists probably. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's Joe Thornton. And then another one is uh, Andrew Majapani. He plays for Calgary. Not a whole lot of guys know about him, but being a Flames fan, I've watched him for the past three years. And that kid is going to have a breakout season and it's going to be really interesting to see just how high he can go. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for fantasy. Kind of like Ross, like I'm into it. I can talk about it, but I lose interest about halfway through the season. When, once I start forgetting to set yeah. my lineups. Um, we need to shift back real quick to the Lake Tahoe thing. Cause we forgot to mention who was playing. No, I, um, I said Vegas and the Habs and Philly. Oh, and did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I just wanted to mention that it, the Flyers and Bruins are doing another outdoor game. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. At but least Vegas are, gets one. Yeah, that would be cool. Vegas gets one. I think, yeah, the Avs hosted one last year. Yeah. So. Um, and then uh, also, obviously, we did mention Wes's birthday and uh, NBC, NHL, NBC Sports, and a couple other media outlets. Did uh, did some nice posts to, to wish it the happy birthday to the legend himself. Okay, that that's my ADD kicking in. <laughs> um, so we will uh, go ahead and shift over to the new division alignments. Yep, and let's maybe make a little prediction on uh, on each division. Uh, so let's we'll start with the North Division because you have that written down on where they finished last year, and uh, and we can talk about where we think they're going to go. Yeah, so for the North Division last year, anybody that lives under a rock or that doesn't pay attention to the NHL for whatever reason, that is the seven Canadian teams are making up the North Division so they don't have to travel down the border and whatnot. So looking at last year's standings, um, the Oilers would have finished first at 83 points. The Leafs second, the Jets third, Flames would be fourth, Canucks fifth, Montreal sixth, and Ottawa seventh. Now, going into this season, obviously those seven teams are going to play each other. My top four, I got Calgary, Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg as my top four. I don't care where you sit in the top four. Obviously, as a Flames fan, I'm going to say Calgary's going to finish first. But I mean, I I mean, we, we have to play the Oilers ten times, so there's ten wins. But you know, again, that's maybe <laughs> a little bit of the bias coming out. I think that's wishful thinking, but maybe. You know. Um, I think 
Montreal and Vancouver, I have them at fifth and sixth. They could definitely battle for third and fourth, I think, as well. It's a pretty tight division except for Ottawa, but even then, Ottawa might be cooking something up because – So, I think the top three, I think your Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary – of of the seven, I think those three for sure. Yep, and then that in. fourth place is going to be and that awesome. fourth place. Those other teams are going to fight. Yep, and Ottawa could surprise us. I think that'd be cool. I mean, they do have that German kid. Uh, at yeah, camp. I still haven't learned how to say his name either. Um, we'll just call him the German kid. Yeah, for right now, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and they brought in Cedric Paquette. And Braden Colburn from the Lightning, which I think are definitely going to help them out. Two guys fresh off a of Stanley Cup. And then Matt Murray's now in net. Yep, Matt Murray in net. That Ottawa team, I think they're going to bite some people in the ass. They're they're definitely cooking something up. My only issue is they are so young. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough depth. Well, to that make was why a playoff run. That's why they brought in. Um, like Paquette and Coburn. Which I agree. And like, those are great veteran presence into the lineup. Yeah. I just don't think year and one. And Matt Murray, you got three guys. Yeah. I just think three year one, they can't up. do it. No, not year one. But they're going to be competitive. You do have three guys that just got there that have Stanley Cup rings. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're definitely going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see them in the North Division beating out Winnipeg, Vancouver, or Montreal for that fourth spot. Yeah. I, I just I, – I, I tend to agree with that. Now, if um, they do, I, all, I'm all for it. Throw them into the playoffs. Let's see what they can do. I, I would love it. But I just – I see Winnipeg, Vancouver, Montreal battling for fourth, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And, and it is the Scotiabank North Division, correct? Oh, every, every team. Yeah, Scotiabank because – Aren't all the teams Scotia Bank Arena at this point up there? <laughs> uh, so I know Calgary is a hundred percent. Toronto's too- not. Aren't they Scotia? Well, no, it, no, it's it's just Ottawa and yeah, it's just Ottawa and Calgary, I think. Yeah, but then so still, funny. I mean, like Scotia Bank owns all. They they have advertising they, space on yeah, all of the Canadian they, yeah, teams. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's move on to the. Mass Mutual East Division. Gee, I wonder who their favorite team is. <laughs> huh. Well, I, I think it's the easy pick to say. I don't know. Well, maybe not necessarily easy, but I think it's going to be a toss-up in that division um, for one, two, three, four, as far as where they finish. But the top four, without a doubt, I think are going to be Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Philly. I have the uh, Islanders in there. I I have Philly fifth. It's going to be close. I that have Philly Islander fifth, but team, competing. That Islander team surprised a lot of people in the playoffs. They did get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they were definitely outmatched by the team they played there. But, yeah, I, I could see the Islanders being in that top four. But, obviously – Sorry, Rangers, Buffaloes, Buffalo, and uh, and the Devils, uh, Devil fans. It's gonna be rough for you guys this year. Here's here's what I'm gonna say: If if you're the Rangers, you're rebuilding. But, 
you're going to be competitive. Again, was... Oh, go ahead, sir. You're they're going to be competitive. Yeah, but they're not going to they're not going to be in the top four. I... Buffalo going to be competitive. I I don't think they have the goaltending to be in the top four. I think mm-hmm. they have everybody up front. I still think they have question marks in goaltending. Well, they they do have Tyler Hall with playing with Jack Eichel now. Correct. So they Hall, they're gonna they're gonna do some damage together. They can score six goals, but if you're gonna give up seven, you're not gonna win many hockey games. Very true. Unfortunate, like as unfortunate as that is, Buffalo has everything up front to to win. I mean, yeah, they got Taylor Hall in for the one year, but they they have enough up front that they can score. I just don't think they can stop getting scored on. Yeah. And the Devils are just I don't know what they're doing. I think they're rebuilding. I really don't know. Well, who the f- what are they doing in net now? Uh Mackenzie Blackwood's going to be their starting goaltender. And he's a younger guy that Never heard of him. <laughs> it's he he's he was their starter last year for the most part. Oh, uh, okay. Um but yeah, I mean, not so a well-established goal. They're not going to call fifty-year-old Martin Berger to come play net for them. No, but they should. <laughs> they they, they should. should. But yeah, no, I got I got Washington, Buffalo, or sorry, Washington, Boston, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh as my top four. Now, do we know um, what uh, the Caps are doing in that? Is is uh, Anderson going to stay there? Did they sign him? Uh, from my understanding, it's. It's the uh, the Russian the, kid that they, they had the last Russian year. Kid. Okay. Um, let me find his name for you. Um, I'm looking it up right now. As, yeah, as no. We, professional podcasting it. at its best place. I always forget it. It's okay. Uh, uh, Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, so I, I think he's your starter, and then I wouldn't be surprised if Craig Anderson signs I, and is their backup. They have a kid in camp from Alaska whose name is Phoenix Copley. That is a fantastic name. He's he's played a few games. Um. Oh, speaking of cool names in hockey, this is another ADD thinking uh, kicking in. There is a guy this week this week that I saw playing on one of the premier teams for uh, the Islanders. His last name is Thundercloud. That's awesome. So, so I, I go over to him in between periods. He's like, hey, bud, I got a question for you. He goes, what's that? I was like, first of all, you have the coolest last name ever. And second, you're Native American? He goes, yeah, actually, my, my grandpa's over there. He's he's one of the, the chiefs of our tribe. I that's, like, that's so that's cool. That's so cool. Because um, I was thinking, okay, he's, he's either Native American or First Nation, but that last name's badass yeah oh dude that'd be so sick like you don't even need a nickname for it no just thundercloud um back to washington though i just figured out (laughs) their two goaltenders they're going with are Ilya samsonov and then a goaltender who i have never heard of in viquette something um oh so they're not keeping craig anderson the tandem has 26 nhl games between the two of them all belonging to samsonov well, they better hope Ovechkin scores 56 goals in 50 games. <laughs> I was going to say, they're going to need a lot of scoring. Um, Sansonov is a good goaltender from the 26 games we saw of him. Mm-hmm. He, played, he played all of them in the bubble for, for what I believe. Okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah. No, Holpe played games, but he wasn't anything special. Okay. so But, yeah, I mean, they lost Holpe, Lundqvist. I think Lundqvist they brought in to be their starter, and obviously – with the heart issues, he's not. 
it'll be and interesting. Then, let's see here. Let me let's look up now with Boston. Yes, new captain. They have a new captain in Patrice Bergeron, which was probably the easiest pick of the lot. The most logical. And the most logical. Um, uh, oh, there and there's a video. I guess they named him captain with a prank. So yeah, they cool. uh, they named Marshawn as the captain, and then Marshawn was like, actually, no, just kidding. Gave it to Bergy. So that oh, was that was funny. cool to see. That was funny. That's funny. Um, Okay, but Washington's not like now. I'm worried about their their number one spot on my list because they don't have goaltending. Anymore. I think honestly, I think Boston takes the division. Yeah, and they're always at the top of that division. Like so, here. Well, the last few years, it's it's been them and the Lightning. Yeah. So, okay, so we have Boston, no doubt. Pittsburgh, I say no doubt on eat as well. Mm-hmm. Now you have the Islanders, Philly, and Washington battling for third through fifth. Top four yeah. make it. Could Washington miss the playoffs? Do you think Philly's good enough to beat them? Same with the Islanders. I think the Islanders can beat about anybody. They'll bore you to death, yeah. but I yeah. think they can beat you. And I mean, really, I th- honestly, I think the way, like, now that we're actually looking at the roster of the Washington Capitals, I think the way it's going to go is um, they're going to go how Ovi goes. If Ovi scores yep. a lot of goals, they make the playoff. If, if Ovi doesn't, then um, they're in trouble. Yep. But let's move on to the West division. I don't know who they're sponsored by. You you have that? Uh, Honda, I believe. Okay. So in the West division, we got Colorado, Vegas, St. Yep. Louis, Arizona. The Honda the Honda West Division. Sorry. Okay, so we got Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, Arizona, the Wild, and then the three California teams and the Sharks, Kings, and Ducks. I think this is an absolute no-brainer. You're going to have Colorado, Vegas, and St. Louis battle one through three. I uh, think Colorado I, comes out on top. I think Colorado easily wins that division. Yep. I think it's going to be by a lot of points. And then I, I think Colorado could win – 35 games of the 56 if not more with who they're playing the west is arguably the easiest division uh cbs cbs sports has the abs at 37.6 wins as their their projection i i i don't think they're they're off by much yeah I, i don't disagree with that at all because if you think about it they have the ducks who are in the middle of a weird rebuild. The Kings in the middle of a rebuild. The Sharks in the middle of the rebuild. They have the Wild who, yeah, they're good, but they're not great. And then you have Arizona who are, they showed a lot of promise and they've always gotten a little bit better. But then the only two like really tough teams for them to play are Vegas and St. Louis. Yeah, Vegas, St. Louis. And actually I'm looking at the predictions here on CBS Sports. They actually have Colorado one. Vegas two, Minnesota three, and St. Louis four. They have Minnesota at thirty three wins, and St. Louis at twenty nine. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think the Wild are, are going to be that good. I have Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, Arizona as my top four. I think Arizona and the Wild battle it out for that fourth place. But yeah, I think I think, I think that's. Out. 
I think that is uh, the safest um, assumption. And then the sharks, that... kings, and ducks—they're battling for whatever six mm. through eight. Yeah, they're not going to be a difference maker in that division. Uh, yeah, and I, I think honestly, that easily wraps up that division. Yeah, um, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say there. You have three good no. teams and four bad teams. And then, so we're going to switch over to the Discover Card Central Division, the which best is division by far the best division in the NHL this year as far as diversity of teams because we have some Eastern teams and some Western teams. We have the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. We have the team they beat in the in the Stanley Cup Finals in the Dallas Stars. So we have the two best teams in the league from last year in the same division. Beautiful. Love it. That's going to be interesting. We also, we also have the up-and-coming, extremely fun-to-watch Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. And then followed by we have Nashville. We have Chicago, Columbus, uh, Florida, and then and, and Detroit. Detroit. Um, Detroit's going to be there. So uh, CBS Sports, chances of Detroit winning the division, zero. Yep. Zero. Yep. Wins. 12. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. That's rough. That's harsh, but it, they're probably it is, not far it off. It is going to be a rough year for Steve Eiserman and the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. However, look on the bright side, they're going to get, they're hopefully going to get that number one pick. Boom. Hopefully. I so, mean, they better. And honestly, I give it a couple of years and Detroit will be right back to the Detroit of old. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the division goes, Tampa Bay. My boys, they're easily going to win this division. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, I could see Dallas getting a sniff early. I could see Carolina potentially having a sniff at it. But I think once the Lightning get rolling, which we saw them do last year when they ripped off, like I think 25 games with points in a row. Mm -hmm. And it was just insane. They were unbeatable. And I know we're missing Kucherov, um, but that's really the only piece of the puzzle that's gone um, as far as big picture. Yeah, Shattenkirk's gone. Um, Pawkett and Coburn, as we previously mentioned, went to Ottawa. But with uh, Kucherov out, Braden Point's going to be playing a lot more minutes. We supposedly have a healthy Steven Stamkos. So as long as Stammer stays healthy, and I think our top line is probably going to be Palat, Stamkos, and Point. I think that'll be our top line. Either that or Kalorn will be with Point and Stamkos. I just and we got you know Sergachev, Edmund, Vasi, and Net. I think the Lightning are um, a stone cold lock to win the division. I, I don't disagree. I have Tampa Dallas one two. Yeah. Um I, and I would I would say Carolina at three. I think they're safe to be two three. Yeah, I've I have Carolina and Nashville fighting for third and fourth. Columbus okay. as well in there. The only thing I'm worried about with Dallas is Anton Kadobin's gonna be your starting goaltender because Bishop's gonna be out for a while. Oh, uh, is Bish still hurt? Yeah, apparently it was like the majority of the season he was supposed to be Go out for figure. So hurt. So is Kadovin going to be able to do what he did in the playoffs? 
hopefully i would love to see that i hope so I, I I would love them, especially like I mean, the Lightning and the and the Stars play each other eight times this year. Yeah, and they're going to be great games um, after they after they played each other six times. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, it's Dallas and Tampa one two. However you want to put it, I think Tampa's Tampa's going to be the better team there. I think uh, they didn't lose a whole lot this offseason, as you were saying. And then looking at it, you're going to have Nashville, Carolina, Columbus battling for three through fourth. Mm-hmm. I think Carolina is the front runner there. Nashville, they're a quiet team. You don't hear a whole lot about them. Same with Columbus. They're going to be battling it out there. And then the bottom three, you have Chicago, Florida, and Detroit. Florida and Chicago are going to have battles for that fifth and sixth spot yeah. uh, or sixth and seventh, I should say. I just – I don't see Detroit – no, I mean, Detroit. I, unfortunately, not. If you are a Wings fan, I'm sorry. I We've feel all been for there. you. I've been there because the Lightning were horrid for a very long time. The only thing you can say to Detroit fans is at least you're not the Oilers in their 12th year of a rebuild. Yeah, that's that's really it. Um, so but, there's our rundown of the divisions. Yeah, that's all I have for the divisions. Um, that's really all I have for the podcast this week. We do want to say we are, I just looked this up. We are, I believe it was four subscribers away from 1,000. Yep. Yeah, we're at 996 currently. So Holy cow, that's subscribers amazing. subscribers away. Four. That's it. I just need four more people to subscribe and I'll be happy. Yes. Now, speaking of, we have said Got there's going prizes. to be prizes. What we're going to do is uh, one through five are going to get a prize. So, all thousand names are going to be thrown into a drawing on, on however we figure it out. There's websites for that. Um, if you're first, and you're going to get something will, awesome. We will screen record the drawing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, we'll so. screen it out. We'll do everything. You know, we'll put it on Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. Might even live stream it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so first place, we're going to keep that a secret as of right now. The second I get confirmation that it's a go-ahead, I will tell all of you guys, hopefully we haven't hit a 1,000 subscribers by then. Maybe we're at 999. Um, second place, you're going to get anything from our store that you would like, uh, preferably a hoodie or a T-shirt. The new hoodies are awesome. They're super comfy. I have two of them that I think I just keep rotating between the two because they're that comfy. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. They're awesome. And then what we're going to do is third through fifth place, um, we're going to get you guys a free custom Team Stripes Acme Thunder Black Matte Black Whistle from our amazing sponsors over at Acme Thunder. So if you haven't subscribed, you have literally four spaces left. Um, so subscribe. Now, if obviously, if we go over 1,000 before we do the drawing, like if we get to 101, you know, a thousand and one. We're gonna include a- everyone that is subscribed will be included. As long as you're not like the thirteen hundredth subscriber. <laughs> we're gonna have a big jump here. We're gonna yeah, jump we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have a huge jump here. But no, we um, we'll make it as fair as possible for everybody, obviously. Yep. Um, and if we do have a massive jump, we'll talk to our people on our end about that. Um yes. We'll make this as fair as possible. We want to make it a massive giveaway. A thousand subscribers is huge for us. It's huge for you guys. Um, One last thing on the YouTube channel. If you want a further in-depth preview 
I will be doing that over the next two days. So there'll be a West conference. So I'm going to do the North and the West dropping that going to be sometime tomorrow or I guess today for you guys on Tuesday. And then I'm going to do the East with the Central and the East Division on Wednesday before the season starts. But the season is starting at 4.30 Central time, so it'll be out sometime around lunch, hopefully. Um, do you want to do a live stream on Wednesday on Twitch? Potentially. We'll talk Watching about that after. Games. Yes. Very we, much so keep an eye on our social media. Maybe we will do a, uh, a Twitch watch along. Um, kind of like we did for the first night of the playoffs uh, back in, fuck, August. What? Yeah, August. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Forever, in a, forever in a day ago. Yeah, um, so we'll we'll figure really. that out for you guys. Um, Keep an whatever. eye on our social media for that. Yeah, I'll be, we'll be blasting that out on social media if that happens. Um, really quickly, the YouTube channel, there's going to be a lot more content coming up shortly. Um, I'm going to start doing a bunch of gaming on there, do live streams on there just to interact with you guys some more. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. We can Um, play some shell. Yeah. And I'm looking at doing a shell tournament. Yes. A team stripes shell tournament would be great. The logistics right now are confusing my little brain, but I'm figuring it out slowly, but surely that might be like a, a a thing we do kind of more so into the summer. So guys are available. Um, but with that, that's all I got for episode 82 of the Team Stripes podcast. Ross? Um, let's see. So we're potentially going to live stream Wednesday. Yep. Keep an eye on our social medias. Um, Chell on Twitch uh, tournament. So we're good there. So we talked about that stuff. Honestly, we should all just be like super pumped and excited. I know I am. I know you are. I know uh, – the uh the the few guys that i talk to regularly um they're ready to go as far as uh, getting back on the ice with the nhl um their schedules are pretty cool like my buddy sent me his he's working pretty much just the east coast uh the first month of the season so dude it's go time it is uh Man, it's the best time of the year for a hockey fan. Opening Hockey's night. Hockey's back and it's going to be spring. Now, the question is, are they going to take a page out of the World Junior Referees books for that opening face-off? I hope so. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. so great. I would love to hear what Wes McCauley makes oh, up in his head. I sw- if they don't have Wes scheduled to drop the first puck <laughs> of the season with an open mic, somebody in the NHL messed up. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. So... With that, thanks for listening. Check out the uh, Team Stripes Academy if you uh, are interested in learning from one of the best guys to ever put on a striped sweater, Mr. Don Koharski. Uh, Keep communicating in the Facebook group. I think we've been having some good discussions there. And until until next time, uh, enjoy the game, skate hard, and, uh, and have fun. 